Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch. In the studio today, as always, across from the great LZ. Hey, 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 how you doing? Man, it's been a minute since we've had a podcast. What, three weeks we've had a little vacation? Been a long minute. Where have you been? The Bahamas. You've been to the Bahamas? Twice. My goodness. Running from the feds. <laughs> oh, well, that's a whole another story, I guess. Well, they're, they're going to make a movie about it. They are? Why, well, yeah. They're making movies about everything. Everything. We've got a lot to talk about with movies today. We got, we got a lot. And we got somebody special. Very, very special. Very uh, dear friend of mine has agreed to take time out of his very busy schedule to join us today. We got a lot of ground to cover there. So, uh, But before we do, let's talk about uh, East Palestine, Ohio. Man, um, you know, I, I've got my own things there. I th- I think they nuked an American town. <laughs> well, I, you know, certainly my heart goes out to everybody that's affected by that disaster right there. It's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. And um, boy, they sure have botched it. They have. And I tell you, before it's over with, we'll be able to take vacation to Norfolk, Ohio, <laughs> because they're going to own that town. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd yeah. say so. Well, certainly our hearts and prayers are with them. And uh, in this recovery, it's crazy. It is. It is. But hey, you know, people are going to do what people are going to do and they're going to take care of themselves. And if they have to move, they're going to move, but it's sad to see that people's lives have just been upended. Yeah. You know, so prayers for them. That's for sure. What else going on in your world? You know, there's no football going on. So my life's kind of boring. I just, I just opened my phone to look at the picture of Kirby kissing the national championship trophy for the second time. (laughs) That's about it, man. That's about it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Well, as we said a few minutes ago, uh, one of my dear friends, somebody I consider a dear friend, Pastor Greg Locke is on the phone with us right now. Pastor, welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. We're honored that you would take time out of your day to uh, to jump in here and tell us a little bit about what's going on in your in your world. We want to talk about uh, your church. We want to talk about what God's been doing there. We want to talk about Kingdom Business with all that's going on with Locke Media and your and your your new movie coming out. So, you know, welcome aboard. Hey, absolutely. I'm open book, man. Whatever you want to know, we'll throw it out there. Tell us about what's been going on at your church. You know, we've always kind of been on the uh, the controversial flair a little bit. <laughs> and so when the whole COVID debacle happened, man, we just began to experience such unbelievable exponential growth. It was really just truly miraculous. And so we went, you know, we've always had a large social media platform, but the church itself just kind of held it on, it held its own, you know, three, 400 people. And we went from a 300-seat auditorium to a 3,000-seat tent. And in three years' time, in a tent, we have baptized 7,500 converts. Come on. And hundreds of people just keep coming. And now, of course, you know, we went from full-blown Baptist cessationism to full-blown fivefold ministry, 100% deliverance. And we are watching people get out of wheelchairs and lives are being changed. Demons are fleeing, and I'm telling you, it is an unbelievable move of the Holy Spirit. It has radically rocked our church, my family, our ministry, our entire community, and in some aspects, the entire world. I could have never known 17 years ago when I started Global Vision that indeed we would have a global vision. And God's allowed us in so many ways to just be tip of the spear in a lot of things, especially in this revival of deliverance ministry. And we're really just holding on for the ride. It is wow. a move of the Holy Spirit, unlike anything I've ever seen. Wow. More Lord. Yes. <laughs> so, so, hey, hey, Greg, let me ask you this. You know, it's I, I've been watching you for a long time. You know, I, I, I remember watching the YouTube videos when you first started kind of coming out and making a stand years ago. 
Yeah. And, you know, you've not been, you've not been one to kind of hide some of the turmoil that you've been through in your personal life and, and the ministry. What's it been like the last, the last five years or so, what's it been like to see a moment come where you've had to fight for something and you feel like that you've kind of came to a place where you're starting to see spools from that, that battle. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody wants the power. Nobody wants the process. And, but if God gives you the power without you going through the, you know, maturation process, it'll ruin you. You know, everybody thinks they want the power of the resurrection. You don't get it without the humility of the crucifixion. And so God's taken me on a five year journey, you know, six year journey of real deep humility in a lot of ways. He's, He's changed me, you know, 2015, end of 2014, beginning of 2015, our platform just quadrupled in size. You know, I did that video, I'm coming out of the closet, and it just took off. And then, you know, the target transgenderism stuff, and then, you know, the whole Planned Parenthood fight, and getting on the Trump train. It seemed like everything we did controversially, and I don't even mean for it, I just wake up, drink coffee, and walk into controversy. <laughs> and it seemed like everything we did just grew our platform by the hundreds of thousands. You know, now we're pushing five million people across all of our platforms and it's done a lot for our church, but people need to understand if you start chasing storms, eventually you're going to get caught up in it. Mm. And so I didn't realize that when you have that much public notoriety that you can barely blow your nose without CNN saying something about it. And so very quickly I became one of America's most controversial pastors and then America's most, you know, hated pastor and then America's most dangerous pastor and now maybe America's most misunderstood pastor, you know, and so it comes in these waves and I'm just not one to compromise. And so, you know, we've dug our heels in on not closing our church and we stood against the, the alphabet community and just seems like everything we've done has garnered unbelievable attention. The problem with that is that five years ago when it all began to explode, my personal life was also, also going through an unbelievable debacle. And so, the media began to just eviscerate me. And, and I went through some, some real low, not days, I mean months. And then, you know, so many people left the church. Many of them began to come back. But I can remember sitting in my little, you know, soccer mom minivan, crying over the steering wheel 30 minutes before church starts. And, you know, 50 people were showing up. And I'm like, God, the gifts and calling to God without repentance. What's hmm. going on here? I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm living in repentance. I'm living in humility and holiness the fear of the Lord. I'm preaching the Bible systematically, verse by verse, line by line. What gives? What's the deal? And I just had to be broke. I had to come to just an end of myself. The platform didn't matter anymore. The numbers, the clicks, the follows, the shares, none of that mattered. And so I thank God let me keep it and he grew it because I came to a place where I didn't need it anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm blown away. That's you know, one question I've got, Greg, is, yep. you know, when you go through the, you know, when you become everybody's enemy, like you were describing in terms of yeah. America's most hated pastor and, and all of those things that you said, what, what does it look like for you, you know, when it's just you alone? Like, I mean, obviously that level of, of rejection or, or out, you know, people, you know, coming out against you and, and coming against you, how do you, yeah. how do you deal with that on a personal yeah. level? You know, well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'll answer that a, a couple of different ways. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of built for it. You know, it's kind of an Esther moment for me. I was built for such a time as this. And mm. so, yeah, it does hurt. You know, I've cried my tears. I've, you know, I've thrown up in the bathroom. You know, I wanted yeah. to quit and write my Monday morning resignation letters, but I was built for this. You know, I was built for the controversy. 
I'm used to people getting up in restaurants and walking out when my family walks in. That happens every week. There's not a there's not a week that goes by that that doesn't happen still to this very day. But the interesting thing is, I didn't realize the residual effect it was going to have on my family. Right? I mean that that was a little bit different. Now my wife's built for it. She's she's tough as nails like me. And, sure. You know, spit in the devil's eye and keep walking. But my kids in the early days, especially, they lost a lot of friends for Greg Rock being their dad. Sure. But it killed them, and it gave them a resilience. It gave them a fire and a courage. Mm. It gave our church a fire and a courage. Normally when haters show up at our church, they feel stupid mm. because they realize at that moment the New York Times and CNN lied to them, right. and they're like, oh, wow. They get what I call the baptistic porky pig syndrome. They're like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. they don't know what to say because they actually like me. And they're like, wow, you're not the jerk for Jesus that we thought you were. Right. And so God built me for it. But here's the deal. We saw in the originality, and we'll talk about this, about the movie, because it's really the premise of the whole movie. You know, I thought everything was about Trump and everything was about COVID and everything was about, you know, fighting the LGBT and all this, you know, political fighting and, you know, wear masks, don't wear masks. I took some really bold stands that I don't apologize for in those mm-hmm. days. But controversy built our platform and built me as a courageous leader, Hmm. but it was never about the controversy. God built our platform because he made me bold to fight in the political arena because he knew eventually he was going to baptize me in deliverance and I was going to have to fight devils and fighting demons and fighting Democrats are two very different things. Right. (laughs) Right. Sure. That's a great, you know what, man, I think, uh, I think we need to put that on CNN, put that as a quote from you on CNN, bro. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I want to go back to this. You said it a second ago. You've went from being hated and all these other things as, as, as located as that as the pastor. And now you say you're the, probably the, the nation's most misunderstood. Um, I have to, I have to probably say, I, I would agree there. You know, it's, it's a, uh, there's people don't know how to take something that has right. been dormant for so long. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm rem- reminded of when God stayed quiet for 400 years. There was, there, yep. there was no talking. There was nothing from heaven. And it's almost like we've been in that place where there's been all of these mysteries of heaven that have been forgotten about. And now that we're seeing people get miraculously healed, we're starting to see revival pop up. People are, their minds are blown because they don't know what to do. And then somebody like you, who is very charismatic, you're very direct. When you begin to speak, it starts melting them. There's snowflakeness. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, it's, it's so crazy to sit and hear these words come out of your mouth because we're getting to hear a part of you that most of the time, you know, our media is not going to represent well. So thank you for sharing. I mean, just those little snippets so far, because it's Absolutely. really giving our listeners a good insight as to who you are as a person. Yeah. And I, that's what I want. You know, I want people, and that's what the movie will do. You know, I want people to see the transition that has taken place because I'm still very much bold. But I have so transitioned away from the political arena into the deliverance arena. It literally changed everything about our church. And so people show up now and they're like, wow, this is not at all what I expected. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you expected, but, you know, you've been reading the newspaper too much. But it's just been this unbelievable transition of, of my character, of my mind. And, you know, deliverance ministry is the children's bread, and it is the very thing that we, you know, deliverance is is what we do. It's not who we are. You know, we're a systematic Bible teaching, Bible preaching church. You know, we're a church where broken people find new meaning to life. And so people don't expect that about us. They think I'm going to throw everybody out. I hate everybody. No, when they show up, they're like, my goodness, you can come as you are. We just love you too much to let you stay that way. The gospel really will change you. And so I think people 
I'm trying to get people to have a little bit of a different picture painted of who Greg Locke and Global Vision is. At the end of the day, there's some people that don't care. There's some people that are never going to come to our side. And there's some people that are going to believe what they want to believe. And that's fine. Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. Mm. And I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. That's it. Kick the dust from your feet and move on. Come on with that. Well, tell us a little bit about your movie. Well, you know, I never thought that we would be even on a streaming platform, much less a movie. And uh, I came to our guys at Lock Media when Deliverance was really at its the beginning zenith of our church. And we were just, we were burning the midnight oil. We were having services that were going from 1030 Sunday morning to 230 Monday morning the next day. And so many people were showing up just for deliverance and healing and counsel. And so through all of that, we trained people. We transferred into mass deliverance. Thousands of people started showing up. They're still showing up every Sunday night. Uh, this past Sunday night, we did our 54th straight Sunday night consecutively with no break of mass deliverance. Hundreds of people coming to one service from all over the world that don't even visit any other service that we have during the week. And so I said, we have got to share this with the world. We have got to come up with a, with a systematic theological way that pastors can no longer ignore this. So from start to finish, it's not just people screaming. It's not just demons manifesting. It's word of God, word of God, word of God. This is the number one ministry of Jesus. I'm tired of these pastors saying, oh, we ought to preach like Jesus. And then they ignore the number one thing Jesus did because a third of the ministry of Jesus was casting out evil spirits in his own name through his own power and authority. And the church has forgotten it. To me, Deliverance was a, you know, Burt Reynolds movie in the 1970s. I didn't know anything about Deliverance. You know, I was ignorant. The, the thing that I think shocks the evangelical world about this is I wrote all the books on cessationism. I was against all of this. I didn't believe in tongues, miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, none of it. I was so B-A-P-T-I-S-T Baptist. I was against all of it. And now I know all the arguments because I gave all the arguments. Yeah, man. Come and on. And I'm on the other side saying, you know what? I was wrong. For three decades. Yeah. And look what God has done. And so I said, let's put this in movie theaters. And so we came up with the concept. We began to just, you know, do footage and interviews of the other guys. You know, we affectionately called the Demon Slayers, you know, the guys that have been in deliverance for a while. And then all of a sudden their hearts were turned to our ministry. And it's almost like they were saying, you know what? We've gone as far as we can go. We're going to hitch up to you. You have a bigger platform than we do. Let's take this thing global. Let's take Deliverance Ministry global because it never should have gone away. When Derek Prince died and Don Basham and Wynn Worley and these great generals of the faith, Deliverance Ministry went in a cave. It was hit under a rock. Pastors are afraid of it because they care more about people's dignity than they do deliverance. They care more about what the carpet looks like than they do what people's hearts look like. And I said, you know what? I'm bold enough to just get up and be so in your face and tell these pastors they're wrong. Prove me wrong from the Bible, and they can't. Right. And so we said, let's go from the pulpit to literally 2,000 theaters all over America, plus a live event at the end of March 13th when the movie premieres. I have a 30-minute live segment where I come into every single theater that shows it in America. And Fathom, on their nickel, has been doing a 30-minute gospel presentation and mass deliverance service. You can't buy that kind of publicity. Come so on. God is so anointed and honored this movie that there's just no going back. And so what's going to happen is people are, number one, going to be set free in the movie theater. Number two, people are going to be driving to me and to all these other guys that are operating in deliverance more so than we're already seeing. And number three, pastors are going to have to open their Bibles and start answering questions because their people are going to go to this movie whether they want them to or not. Sure. They're going to come back and they're going to be like, okay, we just saw the most 
unexplainable yet unavoidable things that you could ever imagine, and it's filled with Bible verses. Why are you not teaching this? Why are you not preaching this? Mm-hmm. And so people are going to walk out, and these pastors are going to have to buck up and either obey the Bible or deny its reality altogether. Man, that's good. And you know, one thing, and, and I, I love that. And and the last few months, we've been talking about deliverance. And you know what what seems to be, or, or should I say, what's your what's your your ministry's focus in house? When you have people who are delivered, do you put them to it through like a discipleship program after the deliverance so that they understand more about their walk? Yeah, we use discipleship and, you know, deliverance kind of hand in hand. Deliverance is discipleship. So we tell people, look, it's one thing to get deliverance, but sometimes you got to learn to keep your deliverance. And sometimes deliverance is immediate. Sometimes it's progressive. Yes. It depends on if we're having a personal session. It depends on if we're having a mass deliverance session. You know, people get freedom in various ways. By the time you break off generational curses, you know, people offer forgiveness and repentance. Sometimes it can be a little bit more progressive, but we have, we just started actually, it, it launches when the movie launches. Uh, in March, which which is I can't believe we're in March already. <laughs> it comes so quickly. But it did we we launched the Global Vision Freedom Network, and so we get all of the information so that people once they've gone through deliverance, every week we stay in contact with them on maintaining their deliverance, on Bible reading, fasting, prayer, church attendance, you know those type of things. Plus, uh, churches in their immediate area that operate fivefold operate in deliverance. And then a lot of what we have now is we have so many what we call Global Vision hubs and satellite campuses that are popping up literally everywhere. And so we train those people and we say, okay, here's a living room that's a safe space that on Sunday morning you can go to and fellowship with 30 other believers. Pastor Locke will come live into the living room and, you know, preach, you know, from our live broadcast. And so we have that kind of stuff cropping up everywhere. So we're building this whole deliverance hub, this whole deliverance network around the world so that people can maintain what they got. Wow. Grassroots. I love that. I love it. Yes. Hey, Greg, one question. I, you know, I grew up very much the way you described uh, bab- Baptist and, and now am certainly not uh, anymore. Was there a moment that you can recall in your in your walk where the the light switch went on, for example? Well, you know, I had been asking the uncomfortable questions for, for several years, and it was almost like, we're the popes. We read the Bible for you. We tell you what the Bible says. Sure. And, you know, that's not what the Bible teaches. And so I began to question a lot of stuff. Expository preaching ruined me in a good way because I began to preach systematically through the text. And I'm like, that's not what I learned. That's not what I learned. That's not what I was taught. Why did I believe that? That was nonsense. That was stupid. And so the Bible ruins a lot of what we call good preaching, <laughs> if you right. will. Yeah. And so I was like, man, that wasn't good preaching. That was kind of bullcrap. You know? right. And so I started <laughs> to realize, wow, these people don't have answers. And so I just began to take off the denominational lens, question everything, and let the Bible kind of retrain me, re-seminary me. And things began to happen in our church that I had preached against. People started getting healed. Deliverance started happening. And I'm like, how is this transpiring? And God said, just get out of my way and I'm going to show you some things. And so my wife and I, we just prayed. We wept and just, you know, I get emotional when I think about it now. I mean, we went on a journey for a couple of years where we were just, we were torn inside out. I was like, man, how could I be so wrong? I wasn't a false prophet. You know, I knew what I knew. And and God just said, you know what? Just get out of the way. Let me preach to you. And here's what I was scared about, guys. I was afraid because I had pastored a big church before deliverance ever broke out. I mean, we had lots of people. We were we were rocking, right? I wasn't looking for a bigger crowd. I wasn't looking for a bigger platform. I wasn't looking for anything bigger. And God said, let me tell you what I'm going to do, son. If you get out of the way, 
almost in revival in the middle of revival. And that doesn't happen a whole lot. So we've had two flows of revival in the last three or four years. And so what happened was it began to so radically take off and God began to do things so exponentially that I was afraid, okay, if I move into this, what is this big congregation going to think? And God said, don't worry about it. Obey me and watch what happens. So we studied for months. And finally, I got up on a Wednesday night and I said, all right, guys, I'm going to preach on deliverance from demons. And when I did, our church literally stood to their feet, started clapping, shouting, and it was almost, (laughs) it it tears my nerves up when I talk about it. I, I even get emotional about it in the movie, as you'll see, but it was like God had prepared the whole church Mm -hmm. before he had prepared me. And they were like, we've been waiting Mm -hmm. on this. And so nobody left. A few friends, people left, but hundreds of people started showing up. And now we could never put back in the box what was in the box, right? God can't go back in the box. We pulled him out. He has full reign of our church services. You can drive on the gravel parking lot of our campus. And once the gravel starts crunching under your tires, you better look out. It is so anointed. We have people that full-blown manifest in their cars before they can even get in the tent. It's unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like it. Wow. Man, I'd love to come experience it with you. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Come on, here. come on. Yeah, I just made a sign, told JR, I said, we're going. We're going to go. We're going to go in this place. I'm going to tell yeah. you something, Greg. Listen, I, I and I really appreciate, uh, again, I can't speak for JR, but I can speak for myself. Um, you've, 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 hearing you, hearing you speak today, you have literally altered my view of you. And, you know, I want you to know, um, the, and I I don't watch the news very much, but, uh, to hear your heart and actually hear your words, it's pierced my heart today. I'm just going to be, I've been sitting here looking at JR, like doing the mind blown thing because of some of the stuff that you're saying, (laughs) it's the true sound of revival. Yeah. Oh, God's changed me, man. Revival changed my life. There's no doubt about it. Changed my focus in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So blessings to you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Well, I just God's going to take it to a whole new level with this movie, and it's just, it's just, it's unbelievable what he's doing right now. Greg, tell us some details on the movie. So it it comes out when yep. and where can people see it? That sort of thing. Yep, it's a Fathom event. It comes out March thirteenth. It's a Monday night, and uh, so just go to come out in Jesus name, come out in Jesus name dot com. It'll pop right up. There's also a Facebook page, come out in Jesus name, the movie. And if they go to come out in Jesus name dot com, they can put in their you know zip code, their town, city, whatever, and it'll pop up one of the 2000 theaters in their area. Uh, I know kind of in y'all's area, there's a number of theaters that are completely sold out. You know, Bishop Wallace, his whole church is like buying them out like sure. crazy. And so it, it, it's coming everywhere. And so they can find it. There will be a re-release. We're not sure on all of the details on that, but they want to keep it to one day right now because of the live event mm-hmm. that transpires afterwards. Okay. But March 13th, so just go to comeoutofjesusname.com and they can get tickets right there. They can get bulk tickets, one ticket. But it is, they're literally having to add times because theaters are, by the hundreds, are just selling out. I'm just, I'm shocked. I shouldn't be because God's doing it. I'm shocked how many people are so interested in deliverance and spiritual warfare. But yeah. we shouldn't be shocked because people are tormented. Even good, godly people are sure. tormented and they need to know there's freedom in the name of Jesus. Sure. Amen. Yeah, man. Amen. Well, we're excited to see it. Absolutely. Amen. We have Absolutely. a shirt too that's inside of our arsenal of shirts that's called Born for Now. Yeah, we need to send uh, Greg we need to send Greg a medium. Yeah, we're gonna send you we're gonna send you a shirt. You still you you still in the same size? I meet I'm still much medium. <laughs> and we will hook you up, my friend, because you are definitely Absolutely. you are definitely Absolutely. born for now. I'll never forget first time we were you were standing in our store in Dallas and I said, Hey Greg, what size t shirt you wear? And you said a medium. <laughs> 
what kind of grown man wears a medium shirt? <laughs> I'm half grown. You said, well, you spend a lot of time on a bicycle and I don't. So. <laughs> I am half grown. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, I know y'all some busy guys like me flying all over the place. Here in Nashville, well, by the church, we're in Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having the red carpet world premiere 10 days before it actually comes out. And as a media guys, if you guys want to be here, you are more than welcome. It's, it's covered. we got about 500 people coming in. we got some social media, a listers, a lot of news media, uh, all the cast of the movie will be here. And uh, we're going to have two showings of it on this Saturday. So man, wow. you guys are welcome to come to the world premiere. If you want to, that's amazing. Where is it going to be? Well, you probably right don't want to say Juliet. Okay. Yep, here in okay. Mount Juliet, Tennessee, right outside gotcha. of Nashville. We'll connect on that after the show's over, maybe. Absolutely. We're honored to be invited. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys. Thanks for jumping on here with us, Greg. Man, thanks for having me. Been an honor. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay, take care. All right, bye-bye. Man. What a great interview. What a what a great call. <laughs> I mean, it, it was great. Yeah, it was, of course. The great Greg Locke. Oh, yeah, bro. And listen, if our listeners, guys... Go watch the movie, number yeah, one. Absolutely. Pray for this guy, number two. Pray for his pray for his mission. Mm-hmm. And and as the kingdom, let's stop. Let's just let's just stop thinking the, the worst about each other and just get behind each other. Let's do it. I think that's awesome. I agree. Man, Greg Locke. That was a great conversation. It was bro. a great conversation. Let's talk about morelord.com, morelordkingdom.com. Yeah, grab some shirts. Hey, there's sales going on. If you're not on our subscription list, get on that thing. All kinds of free stuff. You get percentages off all the time. We're reaching out to you. Got so much to offer. MoreLordKingdom.com. Get you some Firestarter. Talk to me about Arc Studios. Arc Studios. They were in here earlier. Great guys here in Dalton, Georgia. Um, Check them out. Arc Studios. Arc Photography. Google one of those. You can find them. They're on social media. And they're also in the description of the podcast. We love our, our friends and partners at Dalen Rugg. Absolutely. Hey, o- Overvanding Solutions. They're great. Every, all the Kingdom business sponsors are awesome. Thank you. Thank we you. We appreciate it. In. We'll talk to you next week. As always, I love you and more, Lord. <laughs>